global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Just getting word from Barcelona after that van attack. Two suspects have now been arrested in that van attack that left 13 people dead. Uh, that moment, that announcement coming just moments ago. A van plowed into pedestrians on Barcelona's most iconic avenue at the height of the tourist season in a terrorist attack that left 13 people dead. Catalonia's regional government says 50 people also injured in that attack, but again, just getting word that a second suspect is now in custody. Let's head over to the first word breaking news desk for today's afternoon call on the markets. And here's Bill Maloney. And good afternoon, Charlie. Main U.S. averages are under pressure and on their session lows today. Helped by issues in Washington and that attack in Barcelona. Dow is currently off 210 points. S&P's dropped 31. And NASDAQ is lower by 106. The S&P 500 traded back below the 50-day moving average. The small cap 600 is down 11 points. And the U.S. 10 yield falls to 2.19%. All of the main 11 S&P sectors are trading lower, led by losses in technology, industrials, and the financials. NASDAQ Biotech's sink 47. Transports fall 197 points, or 2.1%. Semis declined by 22, and the VIX is higher by 27%. Leaders to the downside in the Dow are Cisco, Walmart, and Goldman Sachs. And after earnings, Cisco fell as much as 4.6%. Walmart dropped 2.4%, and L Brands fell as much as 10.1% after its results. Note the gap, raw stores, and applied materials are report. After the bell. Live from the First Bank News Desk, I'm Bill Maloney, Charlie. And we thank you very much, Bill Maloney. Gap shares, by the way, they're up eight tenths of one percent to hear live breaking news over your Bloomberg. Type squawk, SQUAWK on your terminal. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. Thank you very much, Charlie Pellet. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio. Who's not going to take what? It seems as though some of the tech giants are not going to take the potential for Nazis and white supremacists to employ their technology prowess to organize themselves. This is a great story written by Sarah Fryer, who joins us now in a San Francisco radio booth. And uh, I mean, Sarah, Sarah, did you ever think in our lives we'd be sitting down with Sarah Fryer to talk about neo-Nazis and getting? I mean, what does it come to? I mean, what a time we live in. And it is phenomenal, Sarah. Talk to us about what the likes of Facebook, Airbnb, Uber are doing to try and stop the wrong sort of people using their platforms for the wrong sort of reasons. Right. So so let me explain this shift a little bit, because what we've seen in the past is that these companies do have have policies on hateful content, on violent content that they say that you know they don't allow it. But. After the events in Charlottesville, we're seeing them become a little bit more proactive. Airbnb, for example, was actually looking at the social media profiles of some of the guests that were that were registered to stay places in Charlottesville ahead of the protests. If they found that they were coming to support right, white supremacists, their reservations were deleted. I mean, this is a very proactive approach um, in, in in, you know, ideologically so, morally so, these companies that have previously tried to be these completely neutral platforms, you know, say, whatever happens on our platform, that's, that's really not up to us. All we do is provide it. Now they're starting to say, okay, there's a certain kind of customer we definitely don't want. I do think it's interesting, particularly as it relates to Twitter, um, where we've got, you know, among the founders of Twitter, Biz Stone, um, uh, and, and Evan Williams, and, and, and 
those two guys have worked sort of – they worked together at Blogger, which was sold to Google. They launched Twitter, mm-hmm. uh, then on to Medium, all of which are sort of platforms for expression of individuals. Using technology to let individuals, uh, not just big media, get out said, – said the guy in a big media radio booth <laughs> – um, and, and get their messages out and, and speak as a sort of – as a populist in a very a democratized sort of way. I think it's interesting for these companies to draw the line somewhere. It is interesting. And probably and, challenging. And, and even to see CEOs like Mark Zuckerberg and, and even to, to your point about Twitter, Jack Dorsey has, has very often come out in support of Black Lives Matter. Um, he, mar- he, marched he marched in St. Louis he for in St. weeks. Louis. This is something that is hitting close to home. And the context here, these companies have been under pressure for years to do something about the Islamic State. That kind of extremism has spread in private Facebook groups, in other channels on the Internet, that that the governments in, in Europe and elsewhere have come to these companies and said, can you do something about this? And Twitter took off hundreds of thousands of ISIS accounts. Facebook, same thing. Um, this is like that, but it hasn't really ever been applied in this way, to domestically, to, domestically, to, domestically to, to, to white supremacy, to KKK local terrorism. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so, so, go ahead, Caroline. Sorry. Sorry, but Sarah, do you think it is application of pressure? Are they, or is it actually a response and a, a moment where the leaders of these businesses have decided through their own volition to do this? Well, I found it very interesting the note um, from the CEO of Cloudflare. Now, Cloudflare is, is a company that uh, provides security for websites on the Internet so they don't have to um, do their own protection from DDoS attacks and, and such like that. And Cloudflare was... Denial host, of service uh, attacks, yes, which is, yes. say, overwhelming attacks where oh, websites too much are service, overwhelmed. Too the website yeah. goes down. Too much uh, a, a attention, the website goes down. Um, so Cloudflare was was... You know, helping these sites like Daily Stormer just as regular customers. Daily Stormer is, of course, the site that got blocked from GoDaddy and Google earlier this week after Charlottesville. After they had this this story that went viral about how the victim that was run over deserved it. Now, um, the Daily Stormer was still getting service from Cloudflare, and then the CEO of Cloudflare noticed that. The supporters of that site were saying that Cloudflare secretly supported the ideology, and that was the last straw for that CEO. And he wrote something along the lines of, like, I woke up this morning angry and kicked them off the Internet. Like, that's – that is what I chose to do. And it's also really scary that I chose to do that because this can be a slippery slope. If you have just companies like Cloudflare and Facebook and Google and Amazon, et cetera, deciding what gets said on the Internet – you know, how much is too far? So I think that that's kind of the, the traditional view in tech. Like, we don't want libertarian to, notion of. Right. That every, all speech is, is available. Like God sorted out. Right. Very, um, but then, but then there's the public pressure, um, from users of these platforms saying, why are you enabling this? PayPal, why are you letting people use, use, um, PayPal to, to support these, these rallies? And so, yeah. They they came out and said we won't allow that anymore either. It is interesting. I, I will agree it's a slippery slope, but I think you know companies also have to have judgment, and, and maybe that's a good thing. Uh, Sarah Fryer, thank you very much, Sarah Fryer from Bloomberg News. Uh, a really interesting story that I never ever ever thought we'd be talking about. You listen to Bloomberg Markets on Bloomberg Radio.